And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Thursday, April 13th. We have a great guest, Bobby Manning of CLNS Media with us later in the show. Bobby's the best. Thank you to him for joining us once again. But before we do that, we got to talk nonsense just for Landon's sake, for everybody who enjoys it's sake. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to start with Sam. Holy shit, it's hot. I- I'm dying. Yeah. I, I, this is why I like the wintertime. I am sit here. I usually sit crisscross applesauce in my seat. I've had to sit normal because my legs were sweating mm. and I'm stuck to my chair. It, it is it's, tough. It, horrible feeling. I hate it. Not fun. Give me wintertime. I, I personally am a winter guy. I, I mainly because I like the Celtics playing in the summer. You don't really sure. get the Celtics. Well, uh, playoffs, but you yeah. can see sleeveless today. You're welcome. Uh, you know, you, I, if honestly, if Bobby wasn't here, I probably would have did the shirtless, uh, but out of respect, <laughs> I kept my shirt on because that would have been really weird if he joined the room and I just wasn't wearing a shirt. <laughs> um, but we, we had a fun day today. Uh, nice work from home day. It was hot. W. Can't complain though. It is nice out. Basketball has been played outside this week. Uh, earlier in the week, I felt very honored. We played down the street from my house. Not Jack was not there. Uh, was not there. Didn't get you with in the there. regular not crew. Cool we did plan to go play, and I show up with this other guy first, and it's just the two of us. But there are like probably high school kids there. Well, one of them might have bigger arms than me, which was tough. Uh, but they were picking teams. I got picked first, so w. just based on appearance, I'm nasty. <laughs> like I wouldn't want it. People see me and they're like, "Wow, I wouldn't want to have to play against this guy." There you go, and then they're grossly disappointed. So where was my invite? It's kind of fucked up. You were probably still sleeping. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Valid excuse. Yeah, I think <laughs> there I go. think there had something to do with that. <laughs> uh, fair enough. No, it's uh, we did play the other day. I played all right. Uh, it is a drive for me to get down there, though. I've got to mm. <clears throat> make the long trek, get on the highway. Uh, we're thinking about doing it tonight. I'll probably may happen the exercise. We'll see. Uh, but no, yeah, the hot weather, not for me. I, it just... My AC tried to put the AC, AC in today too. Broken, doesn't work. <laughs> Upsetting. You can see the sweat on the video a little bit. Can you? It's not that bad yet. I don't but it's see like it. it's like glistening right here, the reflection off my face. It would be really <laughs> funny if like we, because we already interviewed Bobby. Spoiler alert: he's gonna be here. <laughs> but it would be funny if like Jack progressively got sweatier throughout the interview. So like <laughs> he had like a sweat ring around his neck, and then the interview starts and it's gone. I don't think that'd be very funny. <laughs> it would, be very it would ruin the me. movie magic for you people. You know, <laughs> what's the word for that? Well, uh, there's a word. For, there's a word for that. Like word for, you what? know, s- someone's holding a Coke can in one scene and then they're holding a Sprite can in the next scene. You know what I'm saying? The oh, there is a word for that. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? It's called error. No, no, <laughs> you're an asshole. <laughs> there's a word for it. It's like movies. Incons- I'm Googling now. These okay. different. Soda. I, I I don't even it's know. It's true. Like, yes, there are like different takes and they, you know, the can moves or somebody different in the background or in Spider-Man. There's one scene where the same guy walks through the shot like 10 times. Exactly. A continuity error. Okay. That's the word. Well, I, I like, had half it right. Yeah, you had error. Said error. Sure. <laughs> I'm mad you're right because you were an asshole to me. Uh, no, yeah. Very hot out. Uh, gonna be cold tomorrow though. I think I was looking at the weather. No. I, I I think it no, not cold. Not tomorrow. here. Here it's go. Oh, never mind. There I, are rumblings of beach days. Not for me, but 
for people I know. <laughs> 79 for Friday, but Saturday, 60. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, 53, 55, 60 with rain. So it's like <clears throat> going right from summer back to, to fall, spring, crappy weather. That's because it looks like there's a storm coming up from, from oh. the south. A nor'easter? <clears throat> well, I don't know if it's coming up or down, but there is a big storm. Up. <clears throat> I don't know the weather. There is, if you can see, coming up the coast there, big little storm coming. Oh, dear. Get there some rain. Get I think you love the rain. Down. Rain is probably the best Not bad. weather to run in, in my opinion. They're going to say to hoop in. I was like, the ball snaps. No, I don't think no, that's no. good at all. No, no, you can't play in the <laughs> rain. But when you go out running <laughs> no. in the rain, it rules. Uh, one, it's not sweltering hot. You're not dying. Two, if it's raining, it's probably not that cold out because it's not snow. Also, and probably not that three, hot out. Exactly. Yeah, you're cooled off. It's like a free refresher when you're out there. Uh, three <laughs> makes it easier for you to want to get home because it's raining. You don't want to be stuck out in the rain. <laughs> sure. And Motivation. Four, most importantly, it feels very dramatic. It feels as if it's a <laughs> uh, important scene in a movie. You're outside, now, run, yeah. perhaps running away from a killer, perhaps <laughs> uh, training for a big game. Uh, or maybe you imagine you are already in a big game. and It's a big moment. It's just raining that day. Do you still wear your AirPods in the rain? Like, is it? Fun? Yes. Okay. So actually, when I run, if I run in the rain, I do have a headband that I will bring. And Ooh. if it gets slippery, I will slip it over my ears to keep them locked in because so it does become a problem. I okay, have fallen victim to the concrete before uh, in front of a stop and shop. Right. right at the end, I have slipped. Yeah. Ooh. Cut my like right here. Uh, forearm. What time, time do you run? Morning? Night. Well, right now I'm not really running. But in my prime last year when I was doing TV, I would have to run in the afternoon because mm. I was getting into work at four in the morning. I wasn't I did run at two in the morning one time. It was terrifying. I will never do that. Yeah, day. that sounds scary. It was horrifying. And did you have a light. Uh, yeah, I had a light. I had a big ass reflective vest. I went out at two because it was supposed to be 100 that, that day. So I was oh, not going I remember to go this. outside and it was still hot as hell. I was terrified. So I was kind of out of breath more because I just was tense sure it was a miserable run okay now i just yeah, go that's... in the gym if it goes over 80 i just go on the treadmill but fair enough. i now i'd be running in the morning okay fair enough going back to the the airpods thing i have a funny airpod story so it, it's not a long story it's just entertaining and I, I could probably pull up a picture i'd have to find it though i sleep with my airpods in sometimes to watch videos like isn't that dangerous it, maybe but I just put one in. I like land my side. I put it in. Like if, if I'm in a place where it's like I'm not the only one who would be able to hear it, like I'm not going to be obnoxious and like play my video out loud because I can't sleep without a video on because of a child. And so I, I put the AirPod in. One day I woke up. My back was killing me. I'm, it feels like I'm getting stabbed in the back. You want to know why? I slept on my AirPod in the same position for so long that there was a dent in my back, like a red mark, almost broke skin dent cut me in the back well if you do fall it. asleep wearing airpods it may cause necrosis in your ears and you may see some was necrosis well okay. necrosis okay, is uh the death of body tissue it occurs when oh, too no. little blood blood flows to the tissue this can be from uh-huh. injury radiation or chemicals necrosis cannot be reversed so it's irreversible damage you can cause to yourself okay well by uh, trying right. to listen to some sweet youtube videos while you fall asleep 
I don't want to hear that, Sam. That was rude. Maybe <laughs> you don't do that. You do want to hear it because if you I... don't hear it, perhaps you uh, have permanent tissue damage. Well, no, because the problem now is I'm still going to do it. And now I just know I'm damaging myself. Well, I respect the hustle. <laughs> you got to do it. That's well, like when I'm they're all... like, hey, don't smoke cigarettes. And then you do it anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's that bad. Uh, no, it's like I don't do it normally. It's just if it, if I'm in a situation where I know the sound would bother somebody else. I, you got to do it. I'm trying to find the picture right now, but while I can tell a mini story while I try to find it. I did find a picture of a note. So in second grade, I broke my skull. I don't know if I've told that story on here before. I don't know if you did tell that. I, I think you might remember it. I got it, it was playing baseball and it was after the game it was the last game of the season. Everyone was hyped. Everyone was excited. And I am everyone's running around on the field. But there's this one kid who decided that he wanted to take practice swings. Uh, so me and my friend were playing tag and he runs and this kid takes a practice swing. And instead of a ball, he hits my head and I collapse. <clears throat> I think I was like knocked out for a couple seconds. I wasn't like fully unconscious, but I was like slumped. <clears throat> my mom looks over and from her perspective, she goes, Oh damn, some kid got hurt. And then she does a double take and someone goes, I think She's that's, like, that's my kid. kid. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, I think that's your kid. And she runs on the field. <clears throat> Uh, my mom and dad drive me to the hospital. Uh, they said I fractured my skull, which my second grade self at the time thinks, oh, I, at least I didn't break it. Grow up to realize it's literally what it means. means the same thing. Yeah. Uh, there is blood in my brain. So how's that for an image for you? There you go. Probably why I'm uh, as they smart as I <clears throat> as great as I am. I, I hope so. I'm OK. So I, I would assume. <clears throat> but do all the things, you know, crack skull. Inst <clears throat> you know, when you get hit in the head, <clears throat> how. There's like a, a big bump, right? Like a goose egg. Yeah. Do you have a dent? Yes. So apparently when you break your skull, it doesn't it go permanent out. permanent dent? It goes in. No, I'm okay now. It's I don't think it's there at least. I, I don't remember what side it was on because I was eight. And All I right. mean, I got hit in the head with the bat. So give me a break. <clears throat> but it, it came right after I was supposed to. I made the A team, right? This is my peak Jack sports performance. Yeah, Made because you were bad at baseball by all accounts. I was. Yeah. I was. Maybe because I got hit in the head, I was bad. But <clears throat> I made the A team that summer. All set to play. Boom. Cracked in the head. I missed field day in elementary school. Disaster. Had to yeah, stay inside. A disaster. Couldn't go outside at recess. Had to stay in and play chess. Disaster. <clears throat> it was cool, though. But you know the worst part? So I got to pick somebody to stay in with me every day. Right? And at first you know your reaction is oh that's cool you got to pick a friend well it's kind of I, messed up what do you mean you were sneaky ruining somebody's day every day however i couldn't pick the same person until i went through the entire class so well, that's a disaster too because then you have to hang out with the kids you don't like <laughs> exactly exactly however i will say second grade jack was chilling because none of the girls wanted to go outside for recess <laughs> they really, okay. they really wanted to stay indoors but back to the baseball thing so I got picked for the A-team, right? I'm still looking for this picture of the, the dent in my back. So don't worry. I'm, we will get back to that. But I picked for the A-team. Obviously, not going to be at full strength. Got hit in the head with a baseball bat. Duh. They let me play with a helmet on. And you say, Jack, you're wearing a helmet and a bat. No, no, no. I had to wear a helmet in the field. You had the and John Olerud uh, helmet. And I, I could only play right field. So I was the right fielder with the helmet on. Uh, it was a very tough look. And throughout all of that, I still have not found the picture. 
of uh, the dent in my back. Uh, that's a lie. Nope, not a lie. I still don't have it. Is this the dent? That's not the dent. I can't find. I did find the dent. <laughs> and it's everything you might have dreamed of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it literally looks like you like had sunscreen on except for an AirPod. You see the bump too? That's like Yeah, you can see the bump. That like when I tell you the pain of waking up, I was so confused why my back hurt that bad. You want to know the worst part, Sam? <laughs> this was the next night. Because when you don't learn from your mistakes, it happens again. <laughs> Is that the same oh, spot? Uh, no, different spot, I believe. Spread the wealth. Yeah, yeah, of course. You got to. That one was, I believe, much lower on my back, if you catch oh. my drift. Uh, but yeah, that, that is the story. Uh, you guys get two stories in one stamp. there. Yeah. You guys got two stories in one. Anyways, uh, I think we can throw it over to our, our, our nice conversation with Bobby, where you guys will get some Celtics Hawks talk instead yep, of me Celtics getting hit Hawks, in the head with the baseball bat. So. Uh, little Fat Lowry. Uh, <laughs> All NBA. Trey Young. Uh, let's do Rat List. Oh, you want to do that? You want to do it at the end? You want to cut it at the end or do you want to do it now? Why don't we cut it into the end? Okay, we'll cut it in the end. So, hey, you know, I'm leaving this in. You get to look forward to Ratless now. Okay. So stay tuned. Yes. Listen to the Bobby interview. Listen to us chat it up, talk about the Celtics, and then you'll get Ratless. All right, here's Bobby. And is it our it, – wow, let me <clears throat> reset so I can say my words. <laughs> and it is our pleasure to welcome in Bobby Manning of CLNS Media, laughing because I messed up the intro the first time around, so I had to redo <laughs> it. Uh, I had to get back in uh, Keep back it in, in coward. <laughs> How you doing today, Bobby? Great. Good to see you guys. Always good to be here on the show. I'm wicked excited for the playoffs. I think oh, we yeah. all got kind of bored of the last few weeks there and it uh, should be an intriguing postseason. I'm a little bummed about the first round series from an intrigue standpoint. Uh, I think Miami would have been a ton of fun. Great mm. story. Maybe Disagree. not, maybe not an amazing <laughs> series. And yeah, it would have, it would have freaked out the fan base for sure but man this one's gonna be boring i think i don't know if there's too much intrigue mm-hmm. in this atlanta series it's probably it's gonna be to some degree i think an extension of this regular season where they just kind of rolled agree fine i love it <laughs> <laughs> i wish they could just have a roll every series <laughs> for 16 and 0 <laughs> yeah that'd be fine we were we were talking in our pregame chat because we do pregame shows every game and someone was like you know, they need the challenge. And another person was like, oh, no, they need to get over Miami. And Sam was like, why would you want anything other than the easier matchup? Which is well, they got right over Miami last year. And yeah, this yeah. Miami team's worse. I don't think they would have threatened the Celtics, at least from winning a series mm-hmm. perspective. They would have threatened them game to game and kept them on their toes, which I do think this team needs a little bit to that commenter's point. That I think it would have been great to have a wake-up call around one. Remember last year, everyone was freaking out about the Nets. And I think mm. that series was actually probably a good thing. It didn't extend too long, so it didn't wear them out. It was closely contested, and I think it had them fully alert from the opening tip-off of that game one. It's mm. true. I remember uh, messaging Jack and Tim last year in our pregame chat. After game two, I was like, okay, like I think everybody believes now. They got down 17, came all the way back at the Garden, and really kind of made it a wash at the end. That was a turning point to me in terms of the confidence in the team. Because like you said, going into that series, the really smart people were saying like five games. Like Forsberg, got to give him credit. He was like Celtics in five, like they're going to kill the Nets. But like a lot of us were like seven games, six games. And it was like we we didn't know what to expect. Game one goes to the buzzer. Tatum lays it in on a nice pass from Smart. But that was a game that looked like they kind of blew it. They were up 15. Uh, Kyrie got hot in the fourth quarter, had 40 points, and they they pulled it out. So after that game, too, everyone started to believe. So I can understand where 
the value comes in having to actually battle early on. But I, I sure will enjoy putting my feet up if that is the case. <laughs> oh, yeah. It looks like it could be. I mean, I, it was, I wrote this down here because I wanted to ask you about it. That Hawks Heat game, I, I don't know, Sam, you tweeted about this too. I tweeted it gave it, me, yeah. it, it like, if people were scared, that game should have gave them confidence because both teams just, like, the Hawks came out and punched the Heat in the face and then the Heat, heat, uh, heat made a run. But, like, you could just tell that the teams are a tier below, like when you look at the Bucks and the Sixers and the Celtics and the Cavs, like it, it just was not a very well put together basketball game. And for those watching who were worried about Miami or for the, I guess, 0% of people realistically who were worried about the Hawks, like that, that game should have probably given some comfort. Like, okay, the Celtics are pretty clearly better than both these teams. Yeah. Every team. And this happened three seasons in a row. Now that lands in that seven spot is there for a reason. The Nets last year, heat this year and then i even go back to that lakers sun series from 2021 where everyone was picking the lakers and it was like well the suns won because they were better all year lakers stumbled a little bit and uh, had some injuries and such and that that's the result you ended up with there i, I <sighs> once i saw them have only about 20 points in 10 minutes or so whatever it was <laughs> i i said oh here we go because the playoff jimmy <laughs> yeah and it's it's one guy i know we'll get to our all nba teams in a little bit but it startles yeah. me how rarely he shoots i know he shot a little bit more in this game but i think he averaged 13 per game during the regular season hero had a solid year bam i know everyone's pointing out that atlanta schemed well against them but just a startling performance from him again and it, it looked a lot like the east finals last year where he really struggled to score and then their depth just disappeared this year uh, and all those guys who overperformed last year, underperformed this year. That game could have been even worse if Kyle Lowry played like he did all year because Lowry yeah. was incredible in that game and held them in and almost pushed them back. So Tough luck. The, the Heat weren't good. I am intrigued. I don't know if they could push the Bucks. Like for every reason you would think, oh, maybe they can push the Celtics. I think you have to say, oh, maybe they could push the Bucks too, but I don't see it. They lost both games during the regular season pretty badly when Giannis did play. They won two against them, but Giannis didn't play in either of those. So I think that series, if they do go on the beat Chicago here, will probably be a sweeper five. That would be funny if like Miami gave the Bucks a bunch of trouble, but nobody talked about it because it's not as fun. Like Perk won't say they would beat yeah. Milwaukee. But when it's his Celtics, he'll be like, yeah, they're well, going. Well, they did beat him in the bubble. I mean, there was another series after that, right? I forget year, what year it was, but the Bucks kind of just blew through them the next time around. And I think that's kind of where the Bucks are at now and where the Heat are. I mean, this might be the end of the Heat in terms of contending with the Celtics and these other teams in the East. I don't think they have anywhere to turn here now. I don't think they have young guys on the come up. And their core, well, Butler at least, uh, but Lowry too, they're all aging. Yeah. So if I'm the Heat now, I'm – Tearing this thing down this summer. Well, yeah, yeah. Butler I mean, getting old, making a ton of money. We had um, somebody in our stream the other day, Jack, that put the contract out. It's like 45, 46, 48. It gets more. Than well, someone would take him. Someone would take him, I yeah. think. It's just where. Like, that's the thing. Like, <clears throat> what team? And, and like you said, like, there, there is a team out there that there would be a fit. But, like, looking around the league, I mean, earlier this season, you see – ironically because it's the hawks like trey young for jimmy maybe they do something there because trey young clearly is ditching coaches left and right in atlanta and outside of that it's just like Chicago, i feel like that Brooklyn. yeah bring them back i feel like teams are I can probably think of some teams. more fearful to make a trade for a guy like that nowadays so especially after gobert punched his way out of uh <laughs> doing much in minnesota at the end 
I don't know. It's going to be interesting at the very least, but getting, getting back to the Hawk series, um, this question came up while we, we, we live streamed during the game. We like watched it and talked with uh, chat and everything. Bobby is Trey young. Good. That that's, that's the question we have for you. And we, we I think, obviously I think it was, it's half a joke. A star. Yeah. It, it's half a joke, what but like, we're asking. what's the level? We had somebody say, is he better than Jalen Brown to which we both kind of laughed and said, no, no, he's not better than Jalen Brown, but like he has the potential to make a lot of threes, a very flashy player, you know, you know, he can get to the free throw line when he wants because he loves to back into people. What are your thoughts on Trey on going into this series? He's someone you have to account for, for sure. I, yeah, he's a star. He's a superstar. I think there's another level on top of star he, he doesn't reach. Uh, his offense is spectacular. I do think he'll challenge the Celtics defense in this series uh, and really make them work. He'll push that pace. He'll run great pick and rolls. He'll find shooters. So they're going to have to be pretty sharp defensively to not have some up and down shootout games like that last one they played in Atlanta, the second game between these two this year. That turned into a little bit of an up and down game that I do think the Celtics enjoy playing, but would make this series look a little closer than it actually is, I think, by allowing the Hawks to kind of run and gun. So he's he's threatening. The free throw thing's real. The Celtics don't foul a ton. In my mind, though, I do think he'll be able to line up some mismatches and maybe get a few on a few guys. And the real key that Joe Mazzulla talked about today is that those do prevent Boston from getting on transition. And if the Hawks set their defense, Capella's playing well. They do have big fours. They, they're a team that could, probably could crowd the paint a little bit and make life difficult for Tatum and Brown in certain instances. So I do see pockets where they could compete with the Celtics and keep things close here. But so much has to go right. The defense just... It just isn't there with him. I mean, there's there's ways they can scheme to keep him out of mismatches in transition and especially in the half court, but it's difficult. I think the Celtics are a lot more methodical with finding those than the Heat are. I mean, the Heat couldn't find Young in that game. That's one of the biggest reasons they lost. Uh, so I'm intrigued by him. He's super talented. I think there's almost some Isaiah similarities here, and he is, I think, a little better overall than Isaiah was at his peak. Uh, the passing is incredible. I love his overall offensive arsenal. Uh, but he's not a great shooter. He's got range, but he's not super efficient from outside. He never has been. Uh, and, of course, just the small stature makes it really hard to build around him. And Murray should have helped him this year, and I don't think he really embraced that addition and allowed him to help them at the level he could have. This roster looks so intriguing, and they're just so disappointing. It is funny you mentioned Capella. Do you think he's going to give the Celtics a problem on the glass this series? You saw him kill Miami. He had 20-something rebounds, uh, 12 on the offensive glass. Didn't even have to score a whole lot to impact the game. Took Bam out of it like we it's already possible. kind of talked about. Yeah, and you you might, if that happens, see the Celtics go back to some double big looks in this series and uh, try to harden their defense a little bit. This, this is a series offensively from the Hawks' perspective that I think will challenge the Celtics a little bit defensively. You might have to get Rob more minutes in games to be able to shore up that rebounding because uh, they're going to play small. They have for much of this year with the multiple guards and Tatum and Brown at the four. Though this is, for some of their slip-ups, the best defensive rebounding team in the league in Boston. So they've handled that well this year. Utah is one of those teams that made it tough. I do think the teams that really went all in on the glass uh, challenged them a little bit, but 
I talked to Joe about this a little bit the other day. It's like, how much are you going to get away from what you do well to match up with another team? And how much are you just going to do what you do and hope that prevails? And he says we do prefer to just do what we do. And in a first-round series, I don't think you're going to be changing up your rotations, lineups, and game plans a ton just to address a few rebounding slip-ups. It's going to come a lot more from just the guys who are out there and their urgency on that. Yeah, and I feel like you saw, obviously the Jazz game was later in the season, but you look early on, they had trouble with Vooch and the Bulls. They lost a couple games there. They had trouble with Jared Allen rebounding with the Cavs. So I feel like you have seen the rebounding aspect. Take advantage or, or get on the bad side of the Celtics and they yeah. slip up because of But it just feels like in a seven-game series, seven-game series, he says, like however long the series goes with the Hawks. Better not be. If, yeah. If this it, would be a great show if I'm <laughs> ranting during a seven-game series. Some shades of 2008. Hawks. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it just feels like all the things the Celtics do well will allow them to sort of overwhelm the Hawks who just they, they, like you said with the DeJounte Murray things, it feels like they've just been sort of disconnected because on paper, this should be like it, it looks like this should be a top five team in, in the East, right? Trey Young's an all star. DeJounte Murray was an all star last year. John Collins has shown flashes. DeAndre Hunter shown flashes. He, he played really well in the playoffs in, in their series last year. Clint Capella has talent like. They have a bunch of young guys off the bench too. It, it feels like this team should be better than they are, and yet they, they have were, a good coach now too. A really good, exactly. Coach. So it's, it just doesn't make sense that they were they were like historically average too. They like stayed at five hundred for the entire season. It was like impressive. So well, that should be good bad. if they continue that into the series. <laughs> yeah. Not fun for the Celtics, but yeah. well, they have won one straight. Yeah, so they're due. They're two to lose. Lost, and then yeah, <laughs> back and forth they go. I don't know. I can't find many ways to because you're always looking for something right you don't want to be caught off guard and be like well a sweep and then it's six games and you're like what happened but i just don't see a ton here uh, from their perspective especially young's play collins it just hasn't been there this year and there's a reason they've wanted to trade him for years now it feels like uh, he just never built on that one great year he had i think it might have been 2021 or something like that uh, so I, I wonder how much they're going to play him in a series like this where the Celtics could really put him in some actions. Uh, they're always going to be putting Young in some actions. This team's just very inept defensively, and they're, of course, playing one of the great offenses statistically ever here. So they're going to have a tough time. That Capella thing, too, if Horford's hitting his threes, and that's probably one of the things you're looking for in yeah. terms of how close this series plays, if he's hitting 40% of his threes like he has all year, this is, this is going to get ugly for Atlanta pretty fast. <laughs> uh, speaking 100%. of Rob, though, earlier – what is your confidence level on Rob's health going into the playoffs? We've seen him have to sit out back-to-backs throughout the season. Lately, I think personally he's looked pretty good, but you know, you're there in the garden, you're in the press conferences. What do you get kind of vibe from him? I know uh, Joe had a strong message for him, as we would say in a heavy headline <laughs> uh, the other day. Yeah, that was great. And I love hearing that because that's what we talk about all the time, right? How much yeah. better could Rob become? How much more could he do? Normally when you talk to these guys, they're just like, oh, Rob's great. He's amazing. I love what he does. But you never hear that challenge say, all right, Rob, do a little bit more. Yeah, take that jumper, uh, score the ball inside, pass a little bit more. These are things we know he can do. And to hear them challenge him makes me think they're ready for him to take another step in terms of a role, uh, of course, and minutes. Uh, Brad talked about it when he did his end of the season press conference, uh, it being encouraging that he got up to that 25 or so minute range before the end of the year. Uh, Joe shared a similar sentiment. Every time I talked to Rob, he's felt good this year. I don't think there's been many instances this season outside of the hamstring uh, 
strain, whatever it was, the hamstring injury that set him back this year physically. I think he only built as the year went on. It was interesting seeing him come off the bench and play more limited minutes to close the year. I feel like that might be the sweet spot for him because we all want more. We all want more minutes. We all want more impact from him. Maybe the best bet is just to play him 20, 25 minutes and have him full speed ahead in those moments. I asked him about that, and he he just kind of said, you know, whenever I'm out there, I'm going to be going full speed ahead. He actually did say something different to Sherrod, uh, my co-host on the Garden Report, when they talked one-on-one earlier this year. Kind of insinuating, I guess, that uh, he is kind of saving himself a little bit out there over the longer extended stretches. Uh, So, I don't know. It's always a mystery around him. You're always waiting for that next shoe to drop. And if you're predicting it, it's hard not to imagine him uh, missing some time this postseason because that's just been the story of his career. If he's full speed ahead the whole way, and I've said this before, they're going to roll to a title because his impact when he's out there and his more of that. (laughs) Yeah. His. His impact on the game, especially off the bench, right, with Brogdon, they're going to dominate teams in those minutes. I saw they were plus 11 in his minutes off the bench over the final 15 games. That's really tough for opposing teams to match up with, though the Hawks do with Onyeko Okongwu, interestingly enough. Yeah, I mean, like you said, just the the way... Me personally, I I wrote about this for Celtics blog, like how Derek White should stay in the starting lineup. I feel like he's gotten almost comfortable in that bench role. Like he said earlier this season, how he's able to, you know, pick and choose his spots. Okay. They need a little intensity here. They need a little bit of this here. And so he's, he's able to come off. And I I do think it's easier to manage his minutes that way. And I I think it's better for the Celtics cohesiveness to keep Derek White in the starting lineup because it allows them to develop that consistency, develop a rhythm, develop a consistent rotation, which they haven't really had all season. They've kind of been experimenting a little bit. Not only that, it lets them play more and he's been their best Mm -hmm. guard this year. They got into some issues in March where he got lost in fourth quarters and that just can't happen. He's been Mm -hmm. too good. He's got to play a ton. These playoffs I'm thinking like 40 minutes every game. He's been that good. I I mean, I said this, I've been saying this, he's been their third best player. I I think. Yeah. like he's he's he finished fourth in the NBA in plus minus this year, and the three people ahead of him were three Denver Nuggets. It was it was Jokic, Aaron. He's gonna Gordon, make first team all defense. Mm-hmm. He, he's got to. I, I, it's Jack was I, on the you can't understand. I love Derek Credit. White. <laughs> I wrote a whole thing about his defense earlier in the season, like the, his ability to block shots, just a, a, everything about him this season. He he's proven capable and i mean as much as marcus smart's been great and he struggled like a little bit in the second half of the season in my opinion like with, with the playmaking that he showed off in the early portions like it, it's making it really hard for you not to say okay Derek, you're, you're the guard now you're the guy like just you're you're the point guard you're the guy with the ball in his hands to lead the offense that i i think the offseason really gave him a chance to get comfortable with this team that at a level you didn't see when he got traded here in the first place <laughs> The hot shooting helps too, reaching 38%. Ginormous. And that actually was the first thing I noticed in training camp this year was him knocking down shots Mm -hmm. at a high rate. And, you know, guys always make shots in practice and stuff like that. But he had a few games in the preseason. The release looked a little bit different. Seeing him work with Ben Sullivan was encouraging. Uh, And, yeah, I wrote a story earlier this season about his offseason, the work he's done, Mm -hmm. that, that turbulent arrival everyone's talked about at this point. And, it does seem to be a comfort thing. And I think starting probably gave him a big boost too right away. That was 
one of the more important decisions by Joe Missoula this year was when Rob wasn't available to start the year. Could have went with Grant. Could have went with Brogdon. Could have went with, I don't know, Hauser, whoever. They went with White. They went two guards. They made him a screener, which – I think really opened up the offense and his defense just blossomed next to smarts. Uh, super exciting. I, I agree, Jack. He's really become one of my all time favorite Celtics. He, he's yeah. just awesome. Wow. That is a fast <laughs> climb. It is. I mean, the guy's great. I always loved him with the Spurs too. And I'll never forget that deadline last year when we were kicking around names, if someone brought up white and a few people did, he wasn't a super popular name. In fact, I think more people looked at Murray and got excited about him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you brought up White, I think the first thing you'd say was, oh, the Celtics don't have enough to get him. Like, it's just not happening. It's very yeah. Hard. And then all of a sudden, it's Romeo Richardson, a couple firsts, and he's here. Crazy. Yeah. To Crazy your point with the um, shift in his role, when he started this year, he started in 70 of the 82, 13 points, four assists on 46 and 39 wow. splits compared to just and nine how many points. turnovers? Uh, turnovers. Oh, it's giving me totals on the turnovers. Sam struggling. I think it's just over one. He has like one. Yeah, one something. And that's incredible. A little less. He only has nine in the reserve games, but his percentage from three is crazy better. On the season, on the season, it's one point two turnovers a game. That's incredible from a point guard. Nuts. Twenty seven point nine off the bench from beyond. I haven't done. I haven't done the research. Like I would have to go look for it, but I wonder if there was a player who av- a, a point guard who averaged fewer turnovers in as many minutes. Cause I, I think he'd be hard pressed to find one. That's, so what do they, so what do they do? We all agree. Shuin white needs to play as much as possible. Mm-hmm. You get down to these fourth quarters, close games. You can only have two. Yeah. I think it's a play I, it by ear type thing. Yeah. I, I, I did want to ask need... after go you go. No, you're good. Okay, I did want to ask, how can they get the most out of Smart? Because I feel, we mentioned it before, he hasn't been his best since coming back from injury. I see a correlation of this could be by design because he hasn't been playing as well, but it feels like he's not as involved with distributing the ball and facilitating. It seems like it's gone more to the stars. You're seeing a lot more of Tatum with the ball. You're seeing more of Brown with the ball. At the beginning of the year, you were seeing a ton of playing through Smart. He was getting assists like it was nobody's business. Now he's, it feels like he's more relegated to a catch and shoot rather than trying to create for others. And he's definitely not going to be as effective that way. We've seen it in the past. Yeah. And I think that happened naturally in his return uh, in terms of finding rhythm again. He, he missed quite a bit of time there with the ankle before the break and he did have that great game against Detroit when he came back, but then it was just a couple of really bad weeks for him. Uh, the shot slipped a little bit. So you don't want him in that catch and shoot role. You never really do. Uh, but you're right, happy yeah. he takes them. And you're right. The best we've seen him so far in his career was when he logged heavy ball time, set the table. Even the two-man game with Tatum, if he didn't have the ball, he'd still be able to kind of catch the ball in the pocket and make some plays out of there. Uh, he's just got to emphasize passing. And this is what we always say with him. A lot of it's going to be kind of a mindset thing for him. And it was very encouraging today. It was actually the first time I've talked to him about this all year. Because really I haven't talked to him a ton of, for many different reasons, injuries and all the rest uh, over the last couple of months here. He said he's all for sitting if, if it needs to happen. And it's easier said than done, I think, especially if a series gets a little turbulent and testy and uh, right. things go wrong he for this team. He might want to be out there. So 
that's one of my big questions for the, it might be the biggest question entering the playoffs is how do you still get the best out of smart while acknowledging that Brogdon and white might be better options this year at the very least. Now smart says he's fresh. He says he's feeling healthier than he's felt in years. And I don't think that was the case even a couple of weeks ago. So that makes you encouraged that he'll just kind of naturally step in and play better because I do think all these ailments he's gone through uh, have hurt him this year, especially on the defensive end of the ball. That's what I'm most excited to yeah. see this series is how he hangs with Murray, how he hangs with Young, because those are tough individual matchups uh, for the Celtics guards in this series. But it's a good question, Sam. How do you get him back in the flow, back in the mix? Because the worst thing you can have is just him slipping and not playing well and you needing to sit him because of that and then him just getting a little bit lost out there. Now, would it be the worst thing in the world if he ends up on the bench and plays better there? I mean, that's just kind of the stuff you have to do come playoff time if it, if it has to happen. Now, Brogdon's so set in that bench role, I'd be surprised if that happens. But again, this is, I think, the biggest challenge Missoula faces this postseason is managing those three guys. And it's a good problem to have to some degree, the fact that they're all so good. True. You could even play all three of them together, I think, for stretches. Uh, I don't think they did that enough during the year to try to get them some chemistry playing all together. But um it does puzzle me a little bit. I don't know how they're going to manage that. I will say, I, I think starting two guards and keeping Rob off the bench is beneficial because you don't have to worry. That's about the easy two one. Yep. Off the bench. So I think that's a good fix. Cause like I was talking to uh cam to by Celtics lab uh, for CLNS shout out. Um, <laughs> and he, he mentioned like the combo of Rob and Brogdon off the bench is better than Brogdon and either one of the two guards. Cause just like, for the flow of things like having a guard and a big makes a little bit more sense for rotations, for the pairing, for like the general flow of the game. So I think that's, that's going to be huge uh, as well, or, or like a big part of staying in, in a rhythm. But the other sort of rotational thing I wanted to talk about, there's been plenty of, of Grant Williams discourse this season. Uh, he, he took it on the chin. He made fun of himself the other day on Twitter. Good he made him. sure. Yeah. <laughs> but with how well Sam Hauser has played these last couple weeks, right? He's really established himself as like he can play when he needs to be. He can be like a legitimate scoring option for the Celtics running plays for him. And can defend. <clears throat> and he's a solid defender. I mean, it's not a, a player stat by any means, but best defensive rating in the league. Like, it's just kind of funny. Uh, defensive play of the do, year, some would say. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think since the Hawks aren't a particular like – they're not a team you necessarily need grand size against. Like you could probably stick Sam Hauser on, on one of their wings. Do you think there's a chance that he earns those minutes over Grant in this series? Definitely, because you saw him explode against his team during the regular season. This is arguably, and I'm going to stack up the points here, the best team he played against all year. Yeah, 59 points, 53 points rather against the Hawks leads any team he played against this year. He shot 17 for 25 from three against this team uh, this year. Oh, they have to hate him. Yeah. The fans, <laughs> well, all so, two of them. <laughs> so yeah, I think you start out going to him, feeding him some minutes, feeding him some run. Because the one thing about Hauser is I don't think you're going to get anything from him playing in four or five minutes. I just don't think that's the kind of player he is. One, two shots determining how he plays. You got to commit to him. And that does unfortunately mean – getting away from Grant a little bit. And I thought Grant had a tough day on that last game of the regular season. A few 
really awkward plays. One play where he wanted cool to ISO. and sat down. The ISO is <laughs> the story of his season, really. I mean, that play just that yeah. play just plagued his season. The up fake out of the corner, trying to attack closeouts. He, he he performed terribly in that spot, and I think it threw him completely off balance in terms of how he plays from the corner. The guy's just got to shoot, and I don't know what's gotten into him where he can't get these shots off like you look at his shot totals too even when he plays a lot it's like five six shots a game he he's gonna lose minutes if he keeps doing the things he's doing Mm -hmm. jab stepping in the corner sizing guys up taking too long to make decisions even defensively against the sixers i know Embiid's rolling at a high level but he didn't put any resistance against them in that 52 point game Um, Mm -hmm. just got torched out there so they i'm torn on this because i do think you play the best players and you roll with who's getting it done. But I do think they'll need him in some series later on where is it worth sitting him on the bench round one, losing him a little bit mentally, and then going around two against Philadelphia, you need him suddenly, and is he ready to go at that point? I don't think this mm-hmm. series against Atlanta is difficult enough where you're fooling around with rotations and mm-hmm. trying new things just to match up. As we said before, you can come in here, do what you do. I think Grant is a part of what they do. And Hauser, he's next up, right? If, if a guy goes down, he'll be playing. But in my opinion, I don't think they should go there. I think they should stick with Grant. I won't be surprised at all if they do, though. And to your point, you mentioned, like, Hauser needs the rhythm. He needs the minutes if he's going to be effective. I did the math after the Raptors game, so this doesn't include the final game of the season. He played 20-plus minutes in 24 games this year. In those games, Hauser averaged 11 points, 4 rebounds, 1.2 assists, shot 48.6% from the field and 47.2% from deep. The volume was 7.9 shots a game, 6.8 threes. He shot better than Grant this year. He really did. Nuts. It's insane, but he needs the minutes to get that. His confidence is crazy, too. As it should be. I saw saw his brother Joey in the hallway, uh, I think, during that last game uh, and I was like what's gotten into Sam all these dunk attempts and he's like <laughs> man his confidence must be through the roof <laughs> it's good need it you need that mentality that's crazy that last game he actually like tried to dunk on something I mean zero dunks <laughs> all season and then what was it the last two or three games he had three or four or something like that not only zero dunks he was 0 for 1 he missed the dunk and that was the only attempt he had <laughs> nuts uh, it, it's I, I do have a quick Jalen question are we forgetting what do you Blake? Actually do? Are we forgetting Blake? Blake? By the way, in this oh. mix, uh, do, do, like my thing is, if Blake were to get minutes, it would be at center, right? Because as much as you can play him with Rob and or Al, like you'd probably just rather go to Hauser or Grant because of the shooting. <clears throat> but if Rob does need a break, or if Rob, you know, you know, twists his ankle or something happens where he's going to miss a game. Like Blake's next, right? In that center rotation, Cornette's been good this year. I've been a big, you know, Cornette guy. I think he's been fine. Muscala's been all right. I, I, like even when he's been on the court, you see a little bit of a lapse defensively, and the shot's not always there. But like yeah, Blake Griffin, it, everything else he brings to the court, like he's got to be the next up. And if Rob doesn't need a break, it's got to be him. I didn't like the signing. I loved what he gave them the last couple yes. weeks of the year. I, I the guy just makes good. De- Again, we taught Grant not making the best decisions. Blake always makes good decisions out there, and the energy's real. He's going to be part of this playoff picture somehow, some way. Is it every night? Probably not. There'll be places where he factors in. I don't want to say large in a large <laughs> role, but 
there'll be nights I think where Blake Griffin's part of the story of this team in the playoffs. Yeah, I said it to Jack a couple times. He literally got the only stop on Embiid in that game. He was the <laughs> only person that stopped Embiid. He stripped him in the fourth quarter. That's why Besides I asked that, that. Like, does he yeah. dig in a little bit into those Grant minutes or roll or even the front center minutes just for a little bench boost sometimes? The tough part is he really can't put the ball in the net. Like the threes aren't there. They're, I guess it's okay for the center position. The rim protection's not great with them. And you just see the physical limitation out there, but he does make up for so much of it with his mind, with his positioning, with his passing, with all of these little things he does. And he really does prepare to be out there. So, you know, a couple of days go by, he doesn't play. He's pretty fresh for these games and he gives them some rock solid minutes. I, I was super pleasantly surprised with what he gave them during the year. This is like very much an imperfect comparison and like, people aren't going to like it that much but like in terms of his impact it's it kind of feels like he's just a an older not as good Draymond in a sense right he's going to give you the energy he can't really shoot but he will every once in a while the passing has been astounding like he's been a really good passer when he's gotten the ball in his hands in that spot like he's obviously not going to do that on the defensive end he's not going to be that much of a leader but the energy the constant hustle the willingness to dive and break a bone for the team like it's kind of the role he's gotten and and even more important than that, the contentness to sit on the bench and not play when he's not needed, right? Like there's no ego, there's nothing. So not only that, but he embraced that bench role. Mm -hmm. All he did all year was talk to Luke Payton. Like you could have seen a superstar looking at those guys and being like, all right, yeah, I'm going (laughs) to hang out with these guys. He loved it. That guy, he embraced embraced those guys. And yeah, that, you know, the bus one thing, I think it's real. (laughs) He, I think he deserves more credit than anyone for keeping Peyton engaged through the whole thing he went through this year. Whatever yeah. value that provided them, I think Blake deserves a lot of credit there. I think he you know, stayed in Luke's ear when Luke was hurt and stuff early on and not part of the picture. Uh, you know, you can even throw Sam into that camp too. He had a major, major drought. I think the big, one of the big reasons those guys persevered and ended up playing pretty well the close of the year was Blake. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Agree. 100%. And- uh, we don't want to keep you too long. We know you want to get out of here. So I, I did want to talk about LNBA team so we can jump into that quick. <clears throat> Sam and I did our sort of predictions a couple weeks ago. A lot has changed since then. The Mavericks decided that they didn't want to play My basketball anymore. My changed, by the way. <laughs> but <clears throat> I know you tweeted Unfazed. about it. And so I know you've been thinking, I don't know if you have like a set list of your LNBA teams. I made I one do. very briefly. Okay, perfect. I'd, I'd love to. Do you want to go team by team and we can compare? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Bobby, what's your first team? What you got? The first team, so I'm not looking at this much from a wins perspective. I, I really okay. do go just production numbers and what you did out there. I, I don't really okay. care what your team did or, you know, I think to some degree you factor in what you contributed to winning, but I do have Luca first team. Uh, the numbers are just astounding. I know the end mm-hmm. of the year stunk, but he shot 50% of 22 shots. Great from two. 24th in rebounds, second in points, six in assists. He's got to be on there for me. Uh, Shea, I think that one's going to kind of be a slam dunk. Just a ridiculous scoring year. What did he finish? Um, fourth in scoring, Something 51% like from the field. Did it without threes. Fourth in steals, too, on a pretty good defensive team. He's on there. And then it's Tatum, Giannis, and uh, strangely enough, I do go Jokic there. Just mm, from a number okay. standpoint, stuff in the stat sheet. That that calf injury stuck with Bobby as well as me when Embiid said he's not going to play against Jokic. <laughs> That's funny. 
Uh, I'll 69 go. games. I, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I did jip Luca here just because the end of the mm. season. And for me, it was between Luca and Schaefer first team because I put Donovan Mitchell on my first team as well. I think his play late in the season, I think he averaged like 40 for like two straight weeks towards the end of the year. Uh, his play at the beginning of the season was equally as great. He had a 71 point game. He has the Cavs as a top 14 seed in the East. Like everything he brought to that Cavs team, that's why I put him on first team. I have SGA as well. <clears throat> I originally had Luca and then I flipped them because I, I did take winning into account there. I just thought the way SGA carried a Thunder team that wasn't really, I mean, I, I think they're over under win total without Joe was like 17, something absurd. And now they're in the second game of the plan. Yeah, um, great story. Yeah, they didn't get a great team for the year they had. Absolutely. And then Tatum Giannis, I think that should be clo as close to unanimous as you're going to get for first team. And then I had Embiid. Uh, but again, like that's really a coin flip between those two, in my opinion. All right. Second team, I went. Wait, wait, wait Sam, what's yours? <laughs> Sam's oh, okay. in here silent. Sam, come on. I didn't you know like... Sam had one. You got a list? Jump in, go, Sam. Sam. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had Donovan Mitchell, too. Okay. I, I am a big I can't knock guy. anyone who wants to put Mitchell on there. I, I am the bizarro Bobby. <laughs> I, I need I need the wins. So Jaw is there for me as well, even though he got suspended and wow. you know, he had his gun. Uh, Giannis, Tatum as well, even though Tatum played like me for a month and a half. And then Jokic. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I yeah. think the Embiid thing really pissed me off when we did this the first time, so I didn't change it. Uh, Luca not on here because attitude's important too, and he said he was sad. He didn't make any of your teams? No, no, no. He, oh, he's okay. on the second team. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, the generational no. hater. Um, all right, Bobby, what you got for second team? I went Lillard. I had mm, to put okay. Lillard on one of these teams. 32 points a game, 37% on 11 threes, eight three free throws a game with seven assists. It's like, you know, 50 points produced a game almost. Uh, mm -hmm. I wish they had a stat for that, by the way, but I haven't found one. Donovan Mitchell, he's first or second, whichever way we want, we, you want to put it. Uh, impact mm -hmm. on that team, tremendous. Yep. super efficient 71 point game all the rest i went jimmy on the second team i yep. you look at the numbers with him pretty astounding i played a lot too 64 games top 20 in limiting turnovers 23 a game five assists uh 54 from the field actually shot 35 percent from three even on a small volume that's pretty good and fourth in a lot of these analytics like fourth overall i i actually think he statistically pushed Tatum a little bit for Ferris when you look at the total package, but he just didn't shoot enough for a team that really needed offense. Yeah. I, I got to keep him on two there. I went Markinen second team. Hmm. Again, I, I'm not as concerned about the winning here. 12th in scoring in the league, 25th in rebounding, two offensive rebounds per night, which is actually a ton, 50% on 17 attempts. So he was launching it and hitting. Uh, three threes per game was the most among all the contenders for the spot. Uh, only turned the ball over 8% of the time. And they were a top-tier offense all year, built around him. He was the centerpiece of all that. So I bumped them up to two. And then, of course, uh, Embiid on the second team. For sure. For sure. I had uh, I had Luke on my second team since I didn't have him on the first team. I had Steph on my second team. Uh just the way they played when he wasn't on the court versus when he was on the court. Like, I think the record was similar. Like, I think they were like around a 500 team regardless, but just like you could tell the difference in how they had to play and his stats. Like if he didn't miss games, he'd be a top five MVP candidate this game. And, and the reason he missed games is probably why he's not a first team candidate for me. Um, I had your 
second team forwards are my third team forwards. I had Jalen Brown, Julius Randall for my forward spots for the second team. I had Jalen Brown winning team up there and scoring the impact he had. I just think it's up there. I, I, I think the forwards on second and third team are very interchangeable in my opinion. And then Julius Randall, his bounce back season for the Knicks there. I, I think I did value winning uh, a decent amount in this. They're a top five team. They're, you know, running the second half of the year. I wish I could put Jalen Brunson on one of these teams. Spoiler. I didn't. There's just the, the guard position is ridiculous this season. And then obviously Jokic, since he wasn't on my first team is what I had there. Yeah. I had Sam. Luka too. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, big winner guy, De'Aaron Fox. I had on the second team just because of how mm-hmm. remarkable that Kings team has been this year compared to what everyone thought they were going to be preseason. I know Draymond literally dropped them as, Hey, we're not going to try against this team because they're bad. He said that on the shop earlier before the season started, and now they're playing them in the playoffs as the lower seeds. So that's something else. Uh, Jalen Brown was on my second team as a forward one green colored glasses, but two truly remarkable as uh, playing alongside Tatum, getting almost what 28 points a game uh, really had a monster second half of the season. Once he put the mask on, he was nasty. He's really the best player. The Celtic literally could be, I mean, Tatum again, playing like me for a month and a half. (laughs) And Brown was just excellent. He powered them through a lot of that cold stretch from Tatum. He gave them good stuff. Yeah. And that team is a winning team. And then I had Markinen just like Bobby. Uh, it is funny, though. I, I credit Markinen because of how well that Jazz team competed for a lot of the season. Yeah. I know Conley was a driving they, they force They should have made too. the playoffs. I feel like if they decided they wanted to, they could have. Yeah. Instead, they elected to help the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone just like, here, have some free players. And the Lakers are here. <laughs> And then I had Embiid on the second team as well. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. No. All right. On to the third. The third was really yes. hard. Um, mm-hmm. So many good players this year. At one point, I would have had Halliburton as a shoe in. Uh, mm. I couldn't get him on there with the games, and it stinks. Again, another team that kind of just sat him down late and folded. Uh, he had an amazing year. That's definitely at the top of the honorable mentions here. You'd love to credit for Holiday for defense. Couldn't do it. Just not enough offense. Brunson, I really, really want to put on here. That was my issue. Yep. So hard to leave him off. And then Garland, probably like the super honorable mention guy who's not going to get enough honorable mention. Uh, so yes. I did go with Ja, which I labored over. I, the, the hiatus and he, some streaky play after was tough, but he still finished top 10 in scoring, top five in assists, uh, and only four guards rebounded more than him. Um, best team in the league, too. 16th in offensive wrap there, 17th in those catch-alls that Andy Bailey does. So he's pretty high up there in the analytics. Um, and 95th percentile offensive plus minus, um, all pretty good. Number three defense too. I know that's Jaron Jackson, a lot of those other guys, but he was mm-hmm. out there and part of it. So he fits on this. I know um, you had him first, Sam, right? Uh, yes. John Morant, yeah. yeah. So I feel Crazy. much better about having him third. Because again, much, 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 many guards here uh, were tough to grapple with. And, you know, this is the one I really labored over Curry versus Fox. Fox played 77 games, and I do want that to matter. I might have even made a mistake here going with Curry, but I did. Okay. Um, Head and hands. Yeah. (laughs) Tough decision. Really tough. And, you know what? I want this list to kind of be the story of the season. I look back and say, was Curry really like one of the bigger stories of this season? And honestly, if you really think about it, probably not. But it was, I assessed the stats, 30 a game, 43% from three and 11 attempts, six assists. As Jack said, different player when he's out there. 
I think this was a fair compromise, like putting him third, having him on here, snubbing Fox, who honestly, the statistical profile wasn't great, especially defensively, really, really struggled. That team really struggled on that end. And Curry's just got some really eye-popping stats you can't ignore. A little light on games played, 56, probably like right at the line of what you should consider, maybe even below it. Of course, he wouldn't be eligible in many seasons. Did you have him, Jack? I, I put him on just now. Originally, I didn't because we did this a couple yeah. weeks ago. And we, we made the line like we, we did like 70% of the games. But like like you said, it. It, it's very tough. It's very close. And I, I do think this was like a weird season, but still. I might go back and Fox. In, in time regret and say <laughs> I had Fox, but I had to stick with it once I put it on paper. Playoffs could sway right. you. Um, <laughs> even though it's a regular season postpart Sabonis so easy and again that makes me feel a little better too that the Kings did have some representation do you have him as a here. forward or a center I have him a center I, I yeah. okay good yeah, he didn't play forward all year and that's where you I, know Davis is going to get a lot of you. forward votes I don't get it he didn't mm-hmm. play forward all year mm-hmm. I do think Davis pushed him pretty hard uh, mm-hmm. over the last couple months here for this last spot but 14 triple doubles 62 percent from the field Led the NBA in rebounding, top ten in assists out of anybody. It's just incredible stuff from him. Um, I still remember him like making Rob look silly too, just like putting his chest into him and finishing with that left hand um, in that. Uh, I think it was the Sacramento game, the second of the two. So he was amazing, ginormous impact in the trade. Guy, I really loved the idea of the Celtics adding last year, by the way, and I think you would have seen a similar offensive impact here if they did do something yeah. like that. Um, but Kings got him. We're very bold and ended up being a good trade. So we'll see where they go in the playoffs forward. Randall's in there for me. 77 games, heavy lifting, great team, um, and an awesome offensive year. I know he drives the Knicks fans crazy, but he's on there. And then I do have Jalen. And if I had to like stack up all these guys in terms of like who deserves to make it, I do think Jalen squeezes in last. Um, everything you said is right, Jack. Uh, the, the contribution to winning, the scoring efficiency, uh, and the growth as the season went on. And Pina had some good numbers on him because he had him second team, just mm. like you did. Uh, you know, third in fast break scoring, 67% on the fast break. Um, ridiculous stuff. Effective mid range numbers. Mid range numbers. Rival Durant. Uh, finishing 70%, just like Tatum. Uh, the analytics made it tough, though. And I know we kicked yeah. around why they're a little weak. Maybe he doesn't play with Tatum a ton. They stagger them. The bench unit hurt him. I don't know what it is, but they really did lag. Like, whatever ones you looked at, he struggled to create some real separation from, like, league average guys analytically. And I don't know if it's the turnovers. I don't know if it's the free throws or that, you know, how they used them. But that knocks him down to three for me, as well as all the stuff I said about Markinen. I'm super curious. I know Bernadoni thinks he's a lock. The voting looks good as I look at it right here. Um, yeah. He's got on the ballot so far six second team votes, which are a huge boost since you get the extra points, three third team votes. And I really haven't seen many ballots that left him off, maybe like one or two. And there's not a lot mm-hmm. out there so yet, but um, I think he makes it. I just wonder how much the pedigree of LeBron, who did have a big, big season statistically, Kawhi, who was 50, 40, 90 almost, Durant, whose numbers at the bare minimum amount of games <laughs> you could play were just startling. And I think, would he win 21 of his final 23 games he played this year? Something I'm seeing, yeah. It's going to be tight. I think he ends up third team. 
I think he's probably that last guy in there, but he does deserve to be there, I think, and I think he will be. Yeah, my third team was very similar, I think, at least in terms of the forwards and center. Uh, I think we flip-flopped our second and third team, Bobby. I had Butler and Markinen. I think you had them second team, and I had yep. Brown and Randall my second team. <clears throat> I had John Morant on my third team as well. I had De'Aaron Fox on my third team, which means the real snub was lowered for me. I, it just like for me, it came down to because like I did value winning a lot when I was making this. I thought Fox and dragging the Kings to the playoffs like that that was such a huge accomplishment for him. I thought Sitting John down Moran, in the year is tough too. Like Louis exactly, did. exactly. And for me, it was either Curry or Lillard because they both played like Lillard only played two more games than Curry did this season, which is like crazy to think about. And so I, I went with Curry, and I do think both of their numbers are good enough. Like any other season, those numbers are first team numbers, right? <clears throat> like the like numbers across the board this year were insane. Like. Another thing that I noticed, Jalen Brown's numbers this year were almost identical to what Jason Tatum put up last year on all NBA first team. That's how much offense was up this season. That's how much numbers across the board were up. So I thought that was impressive. So I had Morant Fox, and then obviously I had Butler Markin and also Sabonis. The other one for me is Sabonis isn't a forward. You can't count him as a forward. I wish I could, though, so I could put Brooke Lopez on third team because Brooke Lopez had an insane season. <laughs> I I, like, he much. deserves a credit. He deserves a credit. but he, You he would can't think, yeah, you know, a lot of people are saying the Celtics deserve two because of the season they had. So in that case, you do look at the Bucks and say, who's their two? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's exactly. either Holiday or Lopez. They both deserve it, but it's just it's just packed. Anyway, I, Sam. I have a very difficult time conceding that Brooke Lopez is good because he looks like he's the tin man <laughs> out there. He's not an all-NBA guy. Um, but he's, you know, he'll be all. He, he had an impact, undoubtedly. He like he's just a big mm-hmm. tree down there. Like people were showing him for defensive player of the year. It's not a joke. As much it's as like it looks funny watching him play sometimes. But I had Shea, who you know very well could have moved up on either of those other two teams. I just was a big strict winning guy. But you know they're in the play-in. Very well could get in the playoffs if they beat uh, Minnesota tomorrow. I had mm-hmm. Brunson. His impact to that Knicks team's season is just. Exactly. Unreal. I mean, he he really turned them around last year. They were, of course, like average. Uh, Randall's on there because there's no forwards. And then I had Siakam, too, because his stats uh, were pretty intriguing. Again, I didn't think that there was many forwards. Uh, and then Sabonis. Okay. There you go. Uh, for what it's worth, looking at the voting, Bobby, you were mentioning, <clears throat> right now the guards would be, uh, if it ended now, and obviously there's a lot to go, guards would be SGA, uh, Donovan Mitchell, first team. This is based on the awards tracker, based on whose votes have come in. SGA, Donovan Mitchell, first team. Luka Doncic on second team with, it looks like, De'Aaron Fox, second team. Mm, and then that one. Thir- Easy. <laughs> third teams would be Steph Curry, third team. And then right now it's tied between Dame and Drew Holiday, sneaking onto third team. So, so no thought. Fox is second, you said? Fox would be second right now. He's got 30 total points right now. Nine second-team votes, which is really carrying him uh, in the voting there. Uh, Forward's a bit weird because you have some people counting Luka Doncic as a forward, so technically Luka Doncic would be on third team, but he can't because he's a guard. Uh, So I don't know how that's going to work, but right now forwards would be Giannis Tatum running away with first team, Jimmy Butler, Jalen Brown on second team, and then Markinen and Randall third team with Luka Doncic having more current points than Laurie Markinen, which is just like That sounds fitting. That sounds like fitting teams. And then it would be Jokic, or excuse me, Embiid, Jokic, Sabonis. I, I did wonder, though, and I don't think it's going to happen. I think it would be funny if Embiid won MVP, but Jokic got first team and you get a Marcus All situation. And because it's possible, but I think it could, yeah. But you would think there'll be a lot of overlap in how people vote yeah. for that. I agree. I agree. Anyways, uh, held you longer than I yes. intended to. I apologize for that. No but problem. thank you for jumping on. 
you want to let people know where to find you and everything? I always let the guests say it because I always mess it up. <laughs> yeah, of course. CLNSmedia.com, Celticsblog.com, and Boston Sports Journal every Saturday. Uh, got something new coming out there. And I did interview Ben Sullivan for them last week, which was a pretty good conversation um, yeah. about Celtics' future after Ime, his future, all the coaches leaving and how that impacted him. And uh, I'm excited to maybe catch up with Damon Stoudemire when I head to, down to Atlanta. Of course, he's um, mm. taking over Georgia Tech. So he'll be right there in Atlanta. I'm sure he'll go to some of the games and catch this first-round series. And I'm excited to go down there, too. A lot of writers very upset. It was in Miami, <laughs> um, but I'm okay with Atlanta. I haven't been there. I'm interested to see it. There you go. Well, thank you very much for joining us. We, yes, we appreciate it. You. And again, a huge thank you to Bobby for joining us on the show today. You can check him out on Twitter at Real Bob Manning. Check out his podcast, Garden Report and Dome Theory. Check him out mm. on Celtics Blog, CLNS Media, and Boston Sports Journal. Get all the content there. Thank you to him. And now it is time for the Rattlers, Sam. I'm going to let you lead off because I didn't prepare well enough, so I don't necessarily okay. have one off the dome, so I'll let you go. Okay, uh, first rat list, DeMar DeRozan's kid. Uh, I've seen enough of her on <laughs> no, my timeline no, today. No. I woke up. <laughs> one, no decorum on the sidelines as an honorary guest of an NBA player, uh, <laughs> screaming at the top of your lungs to try and distract the other team. Yeah, it's great or whatever, but I woke up today when I found out the Bulls won wanting Pat Bev and I didn't get Pat Bev, even though there was a Pat Bev quote because of DeMar DeRozan's kid, she stole the show. So she ruined my Twitter timeline when I woke up at six today. And if you want to get mad at me, get mad at me all you want. Uh, At the end of the day, you're an NBA player, knocked down your free throws. There's 20,000 people screaming. Are are we just, should we pick a fan every game and give them a medal? Cause guys miss free throws. Let me ask you this though. Cause the story of the game should have been Zach Levine. So would you rather DeMar DeRozan's kid get the credit or would you rather Zach Levine get the credit? And I know that's a tough decision for you. Uh, Pat Bev. Not an option. because <laughs> Well, I, I'm not convinced the Bulls are doing anything without Pat Bev. He gets there and all of a sudden they have some heart. All right. They okay. became the first 10th seed ever to win a play-in game from what they said on Twitter yesterday. That could be wrong. I don't really care about the play-in. Uh, but Pat Bev, a warrior, a play-in legend. I really hope they build Miami on Friday so he can celebrate. Continue his playoff streak. That would be the goal. We'd love to see. Pat it. Bev rules. Pat Bev would be a magnificent, mag, magnificent Celtic if there uh, we go. if if they had room for him, but they kind of don't. So. Yes, yes, yes. All right, uh, my rat list: the sun. I can't think of anything. The sun. The sun, <laughs> the sun goes on the rat. The, list. Is this a classic Jack versus outside? Uh, no, it's moment. a classic Jack versus 80 degrees, me sweating in my room. That's what it's Jack against. This is ridiculous. I hate it. My hands are sweating when I touch my phone. My legs are sweating from sitting on the chair doing a podcast for an hour. I'm dying. This is horrendous. Give me December. Give me winter. Give me snow. I'll go dive in the snow. I'll have a good time. Snow is pretty. Sun is not. Sun, rat list, stay there. L, hate it. Just, just <clears throat> horrendous. <clears throat> also, rat list. Oh, what game was this? Pelicans, rat list. You're down by five. The Thunder inbounded the ball. Don't foul. You lost. Too bad. I'm sorry. Right? You, they you did. just didn't win the game. I think I, 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 I had the game on. I think I fell asleep before the game ended. Or maybe they were down by three. Can you hear so that? I guess I can hear the beep. Was it a fire alarm? It was Beeping? somebody blasting music. Oh, I, I didn't hear that. But I think I'm wrong. I think they were down by three. And so if Shea Gilders Alexander missed both three throws, could have been that. If it was four or five rat lisp, otherwise maybe, but 
The sun is the real rat list today. Anyways, I don't know uh, if you have second any rat list. Ooh. Kind of fat list. I already did the joke a couple episodes ago. Zion. Uh, <laughs> Steven Jackson said, I believe it was on all the smoke. Yes. Uh, he called him out for not playing last night. He said, I think your teammates will respect you more if you try and give it a shot. Mm. Now, there were quote unquote reports of rumblings from that locker room that they were unhappy. Larry Nance went on Twitter and said, no, we all respect him. Good on him for probably lying Good teammate good okay well because uh sure. i mean zion not playing a lot of basketball no he's been cleared to not. play that team has cleared said. him his camp is not yep. all right fair enough there we go uh is him that all the ben rats Simmons. you got today they don't they don't like playing and ratless is that all the rats for you today uh i believe so yes i don't have a ton mm. uh honorary mention that's not really rot rat Rat Rot. involved. Beautiful. Love it. Uh, it's kind of funny that the Mavs are going to bring Jason Kidd back. Not <laughs> so much that he's done a bad job because you can make the argument that he didn't. Players like Because they too. went to the Western Conference Finals. Players reportedly like him. Sure. But his quotes are unmatched saying nobody's dying as the team's season is going to <laughs> shit. Unwilling to, to stray away from his beliefs. So there's that, I suppose. And he likes yes. the backwards hat. <laughs> that he also, does. Bobby Thank didn't you. answer my question about Jalen Brown. I don't think you ever we, asked We got it. sidetracked. I tried to you ask did. him. We never got to it. What did you try to ask him? I wanted to know if he thought he really cut his hand on uh, a vase. <laughs> we should have asked him. I, I feel like he did. I, I don't I think, think so. What do you, we don't have to speculate what happened. Thank you guys for listening to our conversation with Bobby, to our nonsense, to the rat list. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. I am dying to get out of this room and mm. maybe outside, maybe to go play some basketball where I can sweat some more, but at least it won't be a disgusting sit in my chair sweat. <clears throat> Check us out uh, on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We greatly appreciate it. I think we're probably still sitting at 301. If if, if I'm correct, I'll, <clears throat> I'll double check now. Review? Well, we'll do the VAR real quick. Okay. Uh, we are at 301 still. <clears throat> so All right. go sub there. We appreciate it. We did a long stream watching Hawks Heat. So thank you guys. For stream actually me. didn't do bad. No, good amount good. of views. <clears throat> This is a good time. Uh, we'll be live for pregame on Saturday before the game. Uh, check us out on Spotify. Hit the three dots. Leave us a five-star review and uh, a rating, as well as Apple Podcasts, if that's where you watch. Five-star rating. Leave a review. And if you're going to be mean, be mean to us in the YouTube comments. That's what we always say. We, we'll accept the negativity there. Uh, so we appreciate you. Uh, thank you very much. Yes. Thank you very much for listening or watching. If you watched on YouTube, we want to say thank you especially. Make sure you subscribe. Leave a like and some comments. I truly enjoy going through the comments and laughing. Uh, if you guys hit the funny bone, sometimes you guys just aren't funny, though. So what are you going to do? Um, Try to be funny. Make us laugh in the comments. Yes. Also, go subscribe to Heavy Celtics YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, shout out yes. to Heavy. Got to meet the Avengers today. Um, also, <laughs> if you're listening, make sure you subscribe us on whatever streaming service you may be listening on, whether that's Apple or Spotify. Hit the follow button. Leave five Follows. stars and just be mean to us on YouTube, like Jack said. Um, if you want more of us at how about them sees on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, the Facebook page is just the name of the podcast. You can catch us there live before every game with the pregame, as well as on the YouTube, the heavy Celtics, YouTube, and the heavy on Celtics Facebook page. Uh, we should see you again Sunday. The recording window is a bit iffy after that game. Cause Jack is going, but we are planning Saturday. on next day pods. Oh, live Sunday. I see what you mean. Yes. We are planning on next day pods. <laughs> After every playoff game, we're hoping to get that done for you. We're trying. Um, yes. yes. But I should be home by like seven or eight. 
Uh, okay. Maybe like nine or ten. Like I'll be well, there the later. Late, we, can record. we can do it late because I'm supposed okay. to go out that day. That's fine then. Perfect. Uh, on with with that though, follow Jack at Jack Simone NBA. Keep your eyes peeled. He is working on a Celtics blog piece. He has been very hard. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA for me uh, tweeting about maybe I'll buy the Tatum shoes if he doesn't suck in the playoffs. That's it for us. Bye. Check, check, go.